like team are homegrown, so they've all learned from the bottom to where they are now. It's really important that they know that that's how I learned, that's how Kelly learned, that's how Stacey learned. So all the team that come in generally are homegrown because, as you know, it's very hard to get people in payroll, in recruitment, to get really good people in payroll that can come in and just slot in. There's a real demand for new payrollers, as we know. Welcome to the Payroll Podcast with your host, Nick Day. Find out what it takes to truly discover what it takes to elevate your career within payroll as we meet with the industry leaders who are shaping the industry for tomorrow. Hello and welcome back to Series 2 of the Paywall Podcast. Super excited to be coming back. We've got a host of amazing people I'm going to be interviewing over the next few months. I have listened to all of your feedback. I have made a few changes to the format of this podcast. I hope you love the new version of the Paywall Podcast. But most importantly, I would love to know what you think of it. So please do email me at nick at jgarecruitment.com if you have any thoughts on the new format. Similarly, of course, if you'd like to be featured on a future episode or indeed if you have a specific payroll issue that you would like this podcast to tackle please do let me know in return i would absolutely love it and appreciate it if you could take just a tiny minute at the end of this recording to like it and of course review the podcast if you can your support means the absolute world to me and oh so i don't forget if you did of course enjoy the episode please also share it with all of your payroll friends too so we can make sure that together not one single person in payroll ever misses a future episode of the payroll podcast. Right, without further ado, let me introduce you to this first episode of series two or if you have followed every episode since we first started, this will be episode 32. I'm really excited because in this episode, I get to feature not just someone I respect and have known for many years in payroll, This is also someone who I just love catching up with. We tend to meet for drinks at different conferences. Or I say drinks, it's usually about six or seven. Uh, And when we do, we always try and put the payroll world to rights. We debate quite a lot. We laugh quite a lot. And then we debate some more. And she's not just incredibly smart, but she's extremely knowledgeable in all aspects of UK payroll. She's also an awful lot of fun to be around. She's very ambitious. She's a vlogger a motivational speaker and an Instagram expert who's taught me a thing or two on social media as well. So who am I talking about? Well, I hope you enjoy the episode. Let's find out. Speak to you all soon. Welcome back to the uh, the Payroll Podcast. For those of you who do not recognise the voice on the other end uh, of the recording today, I am joined by Liz Robbins, Managing Partner of AS Robbins and an award-winning market leader in delivering payroll and HR solutions. Now, Liz is an incredibly passionate payroll professional. With this in mind, we've got loads to get through today and I don't want us to miss a beat, so let's dive straight in. Five quick questions. I'm going to take listeners right back to the start, Liz. I wondered if you could tell them a little bit about your payroll journey, how you got into payroll initially, and what circumstances led you to founding AS Robbins. Hello, Nick. Lovely to speak to you today. So you want me to go all the way back to 1998 then? Oh, you're not that old, Liz. All the way back, all the way back, all the way back. All the way back to 1998. I just got married and decided that the career path that I had chosen probably wasn't great for um, bringing up a family. So I managed to get myself a lovely job as a PA in a brand new accountancy firm. And... 
Mr. Accountant and I had some great times where I learned how to do payroll. I learned how to do payroll on the big old yellow sheets, which if you're as old as me, you'll remember. Um, HMRC trained me because we didn't have things like the Learn Centre or CIPP, or they may have been back there then, but they weren't as accessible as they are now. And I learned via HMRC, they would come to my house, they would train me, I would go to one of their offices and they would train me. And that is how I learned payroll because I was a personal assistant. I had nothing to do with payroll, but it was part of the job that I had. It was a third of my job and I really enjoyed that part of it. I decided that being a personal assistant wasn't for me. So what is it that drew you to payroll and, you know, away from that personal assistant work then? What is it that, that really compelled you to continue down that, that, that payroll career path? The truth is a third of the job was payroll. So um, I said at 20 weeks pregnant, Mr. Accountant, it's been lovely here, but I want to carry on working from home. And 20 years ago, that really wasn't something that happened. Um, but Mr. Accountant said to me, no problem, Liz. And I said to him, a third of my job's payroll. This is how much you're going to pay me. And that's what I'm going to do. And he said, okay, then. So I had my first little girl and um, carried on doing the payrolls. And I suppose, if you like, I did um, keeping in touch days that weren't really keeping in touch days then uh, through my maternity. Carried on doing the payrolls and then never went back to full-time work. I just carried on working for Mr. Accountant while I had number two. And Emily came along and at three weeks old, Mr. Accountant came to see me and I said to him, I'd like to go self-employed because his clients were leaving and they were asking me to carry on doing the payroll for them. So when they were leaving Accountant, they wanted me to carry on doing the payroll, which was lovely. Kind of leads us in nicely because you're in that really enviable position for many, many payroll professionals who I know are working out in the industry now who have dreams and aspirations of running their own payroll company or their own payroll bureau. You know, you've actually gone and done it. You've started your own payroll business. So what are the kind of challenges that you've had to overcome to, to turn that dream or that aspiration into, into a reality? Determination and a lot of networking to meet companies that needed my services. So I got my dresses on and put my shoes on and went out and met people that needed the service of payroll, which was a lot of B&I and poor networking and any type of group that had a cup of coffee in a new business. And I imagine there was a few challenges that, and I'm speaking from my own experience here, but having launched JJ Recruitment myself, I know what it's like to get a, a, you know, a, a new company off the ground. It's not just recruitment that I had to do. I've got to you know, look after, you know, recycling, electrics, contracts, accounts. I imagine you must have had similar problems. So what are the kind of challenges perhaps you weren't quite as prepared for that you really had to sort of roll your sleeves up and go, oh my God, it's not just a payroll bureau I've got to run here. To get a company off the ground, I've also got to do X, Y, and Z. What were the kind of challenges that you were met with pretty, pretty early on in your career? When I left Mr. Accountant, I had bought myself a computer um, which I didn't have one at home. You know, 20 years ago, you, ne you didn't have a computer at home. So I bought myself a computer. I had to get broadband. I had to get everything. So even when I was employed, I did all of that, not realising actually I was setting myself up to start a business. 
And then obviously I had to start invoicing. I'd never, ever, I mean, I came from a background of catering. I was a chef. And then all of a sudden I'm having to do technical things and software and internet and invoicing clients and a business bank account and talking to clients. It wasn't a boss that I could turn around and say, I don't want to do that. I had to be nice to clients. <laughs> it was a different way of living. Um, and I quickly learned that actually my boss was at my clients. So you had to learn how to, because I had the catering experience and the service industry experience and just work in the kitchens, I worked front of house as well. I had that natural person skills, which is really important. So as much as I love doing the payroll and chugging away and fixing pieces of the puzzle to make sure everything got done on time, I then had to use these other skills. So if someone came to you and said, look, Liz, I've, I've been in payroll, let's say, for argument's sake, done it for 10 years, I've worked myself to the top, I've, I've run my own payroll bureau, I've run a, a payroll bureau service rather for somebody else, you know, um, how would you say the challenges differ from someone who is working in an in-house payroll at the moment, managing a payroll bureau, to someone who is running their own bureau business? What are the key distinctions from business owner of a bureau to payroll manager of a bureau? So it's going out there and meeting people and signing that deal with them. It just doesn't turn up on your doorstep. Whereas when you're working for someone in a bureau, you have that beauty of other people going out and getting the work for you. So what kind of activities did that involve for you? So was that like marketing? Obviously, you mentioned networking. Now, how did you get your business off the ground? And what did you do to bring those clients in? Well, for me, it was networking. I didn't do, I did one um, campaign a long, long time ago where I sent four letters out on a jigsaw puzzle. Four, uh, uh, it was a 16-piece jigsaw puzzle. And over four weeks, I sent um, four pieces of this jigsaw over the four weeks so they got their 16 pieces after the last letter um and that was because of the bookkeeping side of it putting um uh putting your pieces of the puzzle together um so i did one marketing campaign and i still do have one client from that and it was an accountant that outsourced their payrolls to me now um so any sort of marketing but that sort of thing now just doesn't happen it's a lot more online I still find meetings, um, meeting new people and building relationships for me is the way my business comes because then you're recommended. Totally agree. It's very similar in recruitment. Let's be fair. That's how that's how our relationship is, is growing from knowing each other at different networking events and sitting down and putting the world to rights, usually over several vinos late into the uh, early hours of the of the next morning. Um, but, you know, we've sat down and, and, and talked. And I think one thing that's always been really clear that every time that we meet, Liz, is you are incredibly passionate, not just about your own business, but about your the industry as a whole and also for the team that you have around you. So I know that your own team is something that you are incredibly committed to. You give them loads of support in terms of development uh, and training and, you know, just being you know, that, 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 that arm around them to look after them. In your view, what, what makes a really good payroll team? You have to have an open door policy. If there are any issues, we don't hide them. We open up. There's no backbiting. I never wanted to work in an environment where there was a lot of politics. So if there are any issues, they come straight out, we talk about it, and we find a solution for it. You know, 
when you're in an office and you're working with people every day, you spend more time with them than you do your family. If you bring someone new in and they don't fit, it's not fair for them as much as it's not fair for your team as well. And it only takes one, one, I don't know, for want of a better word, sort of toxic individual to turn the whole department toxic as well. So I think, you know, I totally agree. You know, we've got a, a small team, probably similar size to yourself here, um, Liz at JGA, and you know that when you're that close, it only takes one personality to be really really cause a disruption um so it's it's nice to, to to have that sort of close family-based culture that you've obviously developed in your business if you were to sum up your own leadership skills how would you describe yourself as a leader i will always get my hands dirty so i will always roll up my sleeves and help out if needed and i think that that's very important I think that your team need to see that you actually understand the nuts and bolts of your business as well, always say hello to your team. You should always say good morning or good afternoon. And you should always thank people. If your team know that you appreciate them, at least they know that they're appreciated somewhere. Because we all have clients that expect the world and we deliver. And just to have a thank you at the end of it would be lovely. So if it's not coming from there, we, you know, it's coming from elsewhere. Because let, let's be honest, and I'm sure pretty much everyone listening to this podcast who works in payroll will know, uh, if you work in payroll, it's very rare someone will phone you and say, thank you for getting my payroll correct this month or this week or this this fortnight. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. You really only get the calls when something goes wrong. So it, as you say, it can be a very thankless task because unfortunately, or fortunately, you want to look at it, um, it's become an expected norm for people when they get their pay that it just will be correct. And, and I understand why that's there, but then it, it never comes into people's minds that there's actually a whole department of people behind that process who have to stay up to date with legislation, have to stay up to date with compliance, have to stay up to date with you know, technology and changes and last minute requests and all those bits and pieces in order to ensure that the payroll that employee receives at the end of the, end of the month or week is correct. And I think there's a definitely a lack of appreciation behind behind those that receive that pay slip to know what goes into making sure it is accurate. Um, and as you say, if they're not giving you the thanks, it's really important that that, that thanks is, is received elsewhere or internally. And it sounds like that's something that you're really, really strong on, Liz, with your own team and making sure that they're aware of you know, what good job they're doing, which is, which is great. And I know that's true because I've met most of your team and they're all uh, always smiling, always a chirpy bunch. And, uh, and I know that they are incredibly supportive of, of you as their leader. So and, um, you know, having seen it firsthand, it's, it, it, it's, it's nice. And the, the one thing is all my team are homegrown. So they've all learned from the bottom to where they are now. And it's really important that they know that that's how I learned. That's how Kelly learned. That's how Stacey learned. So all the team that come in generally are homegrown because, as you know, it's very hard to get people in payroll in recruitment to get really good people in payroll that can come in and just slot in. There's a real demand for new payrollers, as we know. Huge demand. I mean, that's what keeps us in business, which is a good thing. But you know what, from your own team perspective, it, it's great for them to know they've got a leader or a manager there who's willing to invest the time in training and developing them. I mean, obviously, not all payroll managers have that luxury or, or that ability to be able to to take the time because you know there's some really pressurized departments where they you know they have to go to someone like us which is great because that's what keeps us going to find someone because they haven't got the time to train from scratch but that but your team knowing that they, you've got that commitment to them and knowing that you're willing to train them and develop them is a is, you know is a hugely attractive proposition but that's something that you could get into nick for us finding us apprentices 
Yeah, well, actually, we've just uh, aside, we've just teamed up with the MBKB, Mark Bremner, who's uh, I think they they are the largest payroll apprenticeship um, business at the moment, supplying apprentices. So we are we are we have just partnered with them at JJ Recruitment. So we um we're finding them uh, payroll tutors as we speak. So um we are hundred percent behind the payroll apprenticeship project. I think that was shown in the podcast we did with uh, with Ian Holloway a little while ago to promote it, but. Um, wholeheartedly agree we've got to get young professionals into the profession and we've got to get school leavers and university graduates and anyone coming into the market to realize that payroll is a genuine career choice and you know what the prospects prospects in payroll are great you don't have to be a payroll administrator you don't have to be a payroll manager you can go into project management implementation sales transformation you know the world is endless in payroll in my view it's probably a whole nother podcast topic that the world is their oyster if they come into payroll. It is, it is. And it's it's great that people like yourself, Liz, are, are advertising that and making it available for people to come in and, and, and develop that career. What Something I'm passionate about, we're going slightly left field here, but I want to try and stop the, um, the idea that people fell into payroll. I think as soon as we get around to the idea that it, it's a choice and people made a choice to, to choose to do payroll, I think it will just elevate it a little bit. And I, I've been guilty of this i've often asked people did you just fall into payroll and I've, I've kind of just listened back to myself and a couple of these podcasts actually and just thought you know what it's always a choice and people should be really proud of that choice um recruitment's similar people always say they fell into recruitment but you know what i'm really proud of of what i do and it shouldn't be that i fell into it i shouldn't feel guilty for doing what i do and, and neither should payroll people we should be really proud of both professions and um you know let's let, let's champion it i do, i do think though um we all fall into something in the end. It's very rare, Apart, unless you go to university to become a doctor or or an accountant and you take that profession from such a young age. We don't know what we want to do when we're 18, really. I totally agree. And look, we've got qualifications that support it now. If you haven't gone to university, you can you can get a, a payroll degree now. You know, during during your work, you can you can work and study at the same time. As we see these many many great people coming out with the uh, you know the MSc qualifications and payroll degree qualifications and all sorts. So you know, you don't have to go to university first anymore. You can get into the career earlier and, and study while you work. So there's loads of options. I think this kind of ties in nicely with what I wanted to ask you, Liz, which is. On the side of of being, you know, mum, payroll company owner, you're also a motivational speaker, which probably comes across in this podcast. And you've been involved in judging panels, roundtable events, keynote deliveries. So for someone listening to this podcast now, what advice would you give to someone else who wants to take their career in payroll? So they've already got a grounding, but they want to take it to the next level. What if you were to sort of give your five key nuggets or golden nuggets of uh, advice, what would they be? Get involved, so join CIPP if you're not a member already, and go to lots of networking events surrounding payroll, boards, pensions. It's all about just getting out there and meeting people to be able to show your face, come to the conferences, read up, and just go and meet people in the industry to get your face out there. And if you enjoy speaking and sharing your knowledge, then tell people that that's what you want to do i agree and, and there are ways of doing that i mean I'll, I'll give a little plug here for the uh for the cipp they, they've just opened up their um options where you can put yourself forward as a speaker at the next annual conference so if you haven't done something and you've got a topic you're passionate about and you want to you know bring it to, to the masses then there is an opportunity to make a submission to the cipp now to be a talker at the next annual conference so you know there are forums and, and places you can you can put yourself 
out there if you are someone who you feel you've got a message you really want to convey. I know that I'll, that's something that I'll be, um, you know, probably put myself forward for again next year as well. And I think it's it, it's really useful to do that. So listen, we're going to move things down slightly, Liz. Let's find out a little bit more about you. So just a quick break to say, if you haven't heard the latest song yet, My Payroll Career, it's all about payroll. Here's a quick snippet available now on iTunes or Amazon Play. Enjoy. You see, I love payroll and payroll loves me. I don't mind liaising with HMRC. I love manual payments and calculating S&P. That was My Payroll Career, available now in iTunes and Amazon Play. Right, back to the podcast. Time to find out more about you. So outside of payroll, I know you're known on Instagram as the payroll queen. I'm sure we'll go into a little bit that a little bit more detail later. But what else do you do in your downtime aside from uh, aside from payroll? <laughs> I go to the theatre. Um, I am trekking next week. For a charity in Israel, I've got a five-day trek. Um, I like to be active and I love good food, good wine, the normal stuff really. Nothing, um, I, travel is a big passion of mine, so I'm doing a lot of travelling at the moment whenever I can. i uh, just been to India, which was amazing. Very nice. I know also because we've spoken about this in the past that you you're not uh, adverse to doing the odd mud obstacle race either and getting your hands dirty with your team and uh, throwing yourself into mud piles. Yeah, get me all muddy. I love that. Anything active, I will be there. So if you've got any events that you need me to, you know, run five k and then jump in some mud, no problem. I'll be there. Excellent, excellent. So who are the two people who have been the most influential to you in your career? Some of the accountants that I've met have been very influential, pushing me to do the things that I do. And myself, <laughs> I think that you have That's all right. you. <laughs> you do. You've got to be self-motivated. <laughs> There's so many people. Henry Tapper has been really influential in the pension side of things um, because, you know, I knew nothing about pensions six, seven years ago. And when auto enrolment was coming, um, that was massive in the payroll world. We all used to hide behind the pensions, hide away from them because we didn't really need to know about them. Um, so sitting down with Henry and talking to him about all of the auto enrolment and everything, he was a massive influence on the auto enrolment side of things, definitely. I think Henry would be a good person to get on the podcast in the future. I must, I must reach out to Henry because he's, you're not the first person to highlight him as an, as an influence. And um, as you say, he's been so influential on the payroll industry as a whole. I must reach out to Henry Tapper and see if I can get him on the payroll podcast. So uh, I've just made a little note there to decide. If you heard me scribbling away, um, I need to, need to do some outreach and networking myself to get him involved. But uh, no, great examples. So are there any uh, resources that have really helped you on your payroll journey? Obviously, the software package that I use, QTAP, they've been amazing with me for 20 years. I've driven them absolutely up the wall over the years. Every time new legislation comes out, I'm on the phone to them or emailing them and they have been amazing. I wouldn't have been able to help the clients the way I do um, if I hadn't had their support and their systems. They've been brilliant. And as well, I've been bought out um, Pension Sync as was um, I think it's now been bought out by UK, 
that was when auto enrollment came in. It was a massive help with the APIs and everything else. So now I know you used to be a chef. Uh, years ago, before you started, as you mentioned at the start of this podcast, um, in, as a personal assistant or in payroll, if you could, if you are hosting a, a dinner party and you could invite three people, who would they be and why? Margaret Thatcher, just to have a chinwag with her, because I just think she was the powerhouse of women. <laughs> Robbie Williams, so he can sing and he's quite nice eye candy. <laughs> who else? Oh, Nick, you should come. We'll have a laugh. I'd come. I'd definitely come. And we could let Robbie Williams enter. Well, I was to say, he would let him entertain you. That's his song, isn't it? I'd love to come. That'd be great. Maggie Thatcher, Robbie Williams and Liz Robbins. Perfect. I'm definitely accepting the invite. 100%. Very kind. So last question before we jump back into the the, the payroll detail. If you didn't work in payroll, and maybe you've already lent yourself to this with the chefing, I don't know, but, but enlighten me if I'm wrong. What would you be doing? I've decided that I'd be a politician. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> because they need someone with some common sense there. A lot more black and white and a lot more honest and open. I feel that I could give that. Fantastic. There we go. Maybe the, for the one to look for the future, potentially, Liz, if you get a little bit more time on your hands, we'll see you uh, putting yourself uh, uh, out for election, maybe. We'll keep our eyes peeled. Whereas, let's jump back in. I want to find out a little bit more um, about your passion for payroll. Have you ever asked yourself, how can I recruit payroll staff effectively? Please don't give up on your recruitment project just yet. Here at JGA Payroll Recruitment, we appreciate the difficulties associated with attracting, recruiting and retaining top payroll talent. We also understand just how costly a poor payroll hire can be. JGA Recruitment are a niche payroll recruitment agency who will partner with you to resource payroll candidates who will improve both the accuracy and efficiency of your payroll department. Contact us today on 01727 800 377 or visit jgarecruitment.com to find out more. Five technical questions. I guess most importantly, for those listening to it, you know, there are some people where sometimes, you know, you can find yourself, particularly in payroll, it's so stressful. It is understaffed often the time. There's a lot of hiring challenges out there, a lot of demands from stakeholders. So what is it that keeps you motivated and what is it that you love most about payroll? I'm someone that has always been a really good timekeeper. So for me, being able to close off a month for me is great. So you know, when I was a chef, we used to have to get the meal out on time. So going into payroll, it was all about making sure that the staff were paid on time. So accuracy and the attention to detail and the quality of our service and making sure that all of our clients, staff are being paid correctly and on time still gives me that, yes, we've done it. I'm really proud of us. That kind of ties is what I was going to ask you next, but you may have just answered the question, which is, does payroll, after 20 years of, you know, the challenges you've been faced with and to get where you are, does it still excite you? Does it still, you know, make the fires burn within? I love it when I get a new client. So I work with a lot. I outsource to um, accountants, so which is great because it means whenever they get a new client that has payroll, we get new payrolls, which is amazing. And I love it when a new client comes to us and we had in August we had three of these where they just hadn't done the auto enrollment properly so for us to have to backdate don't get me wrong it's it can be tedious but 
for us to backdate two years worth of payroll, get it right for them, it still excites me, yeah. The day-to-day stuff, of course, any job can get mundane, but to be able to help a new client and get them compliant and help them out like that still, yeah, still gets my fire in my belly. Are you excited about the, the evolutions within payroll right now? I mean, payroll's always been evolving, I think, but now it's kind of evolving faster than ever. We've got, you know, new tech coming out all the time. We've got potentially blockchain coming into the market. We've got constantly being sold. If well, I certainly am in recruitment, so I'm sure you're the same payroll, being sold new solutions that are going to be the next, you know, unicorn piece of tech that's going to change the world. Like, does that side of payroll still excite you or does it make you nervous? Or, you know, how, how, are, you, how are you seeing industry in terms of its speed at the moment? I, I think I love a new gadget. So, yes, absolutely. Um, I think that cloud payroll is absolutely the future. Um, it's really exciting that um, payroll, HR, pensions, um, banks, they'll all be able to talk to each other, although it's a little bit scary as well because, I mean, everything's quite big brother <laughs> as it is. Um, so it's exciting scary all at once. As much as you have things automated, there still has to be that human check. 100%. 100% agree. And I think that's something that's been, been quite a common theme from the people I've spoken to about it on the podcast as well and, and beyond in recruitment, that you know that human element is still just as critical. Um, you're going to need that. You're going to need that all the way through. But the roles are, are also going to change a little bit, so we've got to make sure that we adjust in time. Um, so I, I guess with that in mind, Liz, and you must hear this a lot, maybe from accountants and customers, perhaps more than others, What's the one common myth you often hear in the workplace in relation to payroll? And in relation to that myth, can you debunk it right here, right now? You just press the button, don't you? Yeah, it's the common one. It's, that's the golden one. Absolutely. <laughs> and you look at, I, I've got a couple of culprits, some of my culprits. You just press a button, don't you? Yes, that's all we do. That's how it works. <laughs> No, we don't just press buttons. We actually have to make sure that the information that we put in before we press that button is correct. (laughs) So we don't just press buttons. We have to have the knowledge behind pressing the button. Does that myth frustrate you, or is it does it water the ducks back, or is it does it still irk when you hear something like that from someone you know you're working with, or, or the people that say that? are the ones that take their payroll away and then come back two or three months later because they're getting letters from HMRC because they're pressing the wrong buttons because they don't understand Ah, the complexity of the button pressing. Nice, nice, nice. Well, actually, I'll I'll do a little plug here. I know you already know about it, but we've got another podcast. I've got another podcast coming out, hoping to be released around December, January time called The Payroll Apocalypse, which is going to talk all about this particular area so where people think people press buttons in payroll are going to be the ones that really get caught out so i won't give too much away but there's another podcast coming out i'm doing it in conjunction with uh, joe ziska who is the global payroll manager for over at bmw over in the stateside so it's a joint podcast it's a fictional story um but that red button that people think you press is going to be very prominent in this so uh, look out for that it should be uh, it should be quite fun and actually it's similar to we get in recruitment you know everyone just thinks we find people and put them in jobs and that's a really simple task um and you know i'm constantly think they think it's really easy and it's not and you're like, ah. but um as you say you get used to it i think your job is it's not an easy one 
No, no, and neither is payroll. So we're we're in we're in sync. So what's next then for Liz Robbins? What's next? You know, in your in your empire, with your aspirations, with your business, what are you planning for right now? We are planning to carry on growing organically. I think you know I merged. I was Elizabeth Robbins for ten years, and then I merged with an accountancy firm ten years ago. In fact, this month is our tenth anniversary. Oh, congratulations! Thank you. And we started. Well, in 2015, we had 500 companies that we were helping. And last year, we helped over 950 companies. So that's nice growth organically. So here's to doubling it in the next two years. Why not? Fantastic. Well, best wishes from me, Peril Podcast, and everyone else to uh, to, to that growth. And uh, huge kudos for achieving what you have so far for the last 10 years, which, let's be honest, five years of that 10, we were in the worst recession we've ever experienced. So um you know, they've done remarkably well. So last question, Liz, before we open the vault, what does payroll mean to you? Well, if you look on my LinkedIn and you see my video from um, Rewards 300. So being Awards 300 was everything to me. So being in payroll, payroll, we run the world. So I just love being in payroll well i don't think that needs any further explanation love it and by the way it meant an awful lot to me too and i'm in that reward 300 with you and i if anyone was there at the awards and saw my reaction which i was like a cheshire cat or as my team here said i look like gromit from wallace and gromit but um yeah i loved it it's fantastic and um it's a you know it, it's a great great industry that that serves the careers of of so many people um and keeps everything ticking over so what what, what a great response but listen let's open the vault Entering the vault. Liz, what is one piece of advice you would give to someone working in payroll right now? Attention to detail and learn as much as you can. Perfect. If you had the power of foresight and could change the entire payroll industry with one action or improvement, what would that action or improvement be? Making pensions have one standard from software to pension to help that um, the APIs. So that would be my dream, that every pension company had to use the same standard. In hindsight, what's one thing you know now that you wish you had known when you began your payroll career? I don't know if I can answer that because when I, as you know, I know we spoke about it, I fell into it. <laughs> I didn't know what I was falling into. So... I've loved the journey. I really have loved the journey. And I think coming from a completely blank pack, you know, I was completely open book, so I was just willing to learn as much as I could. So I'm going to fight you, Liz. I can't believe you fell into it. It was a choice. You, you were doing part of it within your personal assistant role. And you went, no, I love payroll. I want to do payroll. It was a choice. It was a choice. It was a choice. Definitely a choice. It was a choice in the end, but it wasn't something that I went out to achieve. But once I started... I no, think- okay, sure. Many people believe working in payroll is too challenging. A lot of people think it's too much to handle. You know, you're getting complaints all the time, legislation's moving all the time. So why do you think this is and how would you sell it to someone who perhaps is already in payroll but questioning whether that was the right decision for them well if they're working for someone and that's the pressure they're feeling they need to speak to their line manager and you know talk it out (laughs) um 
I, I'm sad that I hear that. Um, let them call me and we can have a chat and let's see how we can help them. That's cool. That's cool. I'm going to make you're such a social animal anyway that we're going to make all your social links available. So if someone does want to reach out to you with the payroll queen, we're going to make sure that those links are visible in just a moment. So um, stay tuned if you're one of those payroll people. We'll make it clear. Yeah, there's always a solution to make things easier. And that's where I think, you know, I'd be really helpful in the government now because I'm, I'm, I, I see black, white and grey and I always know that there's a solution and there's always a light at the end of that tunnel. So, yeah, if anyone's got any issues like that, just come talk to me. We'll, we'll find a solution for them. Perfect, perfect. So last question of all, what's the most common reason for businesses failing when it comes to providing a robust payroll service? Not collating the correct information. When you are asked, your payroll provider for the information, it's not because we're we're being nosy, it's so that we pay your staff right. That's been absolutely fantastic. What a great podcast. I think your passion definitely comes through and hopefully for anyone out there who A, is struggling, they can definitely reach out to you. We'll find out where in just a moment. But B, if they're thinking about launching their own payroll bureau or business or wants to know what it's like working from, you know, as a business owner, then you've given some really, really good information to help people along that journey. So thank you ever so much for joining me today. I love meeting up for our late night, early morning um, debates anyway. So uh, I'm sure there'll be another one at the next uh, CIPP event. But for now, if there are listeners out there that want to connect with you online, Liz, where should they go? So um, on my Instagram, I am the payroll queen. And then if you go to my LinkedIn, I'm Liz Robbins. Perfect. And your website, of course, I've got here is uh, www.asrobbins.com. So if you're an accountancy firm listening to this, or if you are looking to speak to Liz about outsourcing your payroll operation, or you want more information about your amazing auto-enrollment solution, which I know is a, a fantastic product, then obviously they can find out more about you there, which is asrobbins.com. Um, I definitely recommend you follow Liz at the Payroll Queen at Instagram. She's taught me everything I know about Instagram. She's a absolute social whiz um and you do have a side business as well don't you You go to networking events with a colleague of yours and actually review other other events that are taking place so there's a whole social side of you which we haven't even touched upon in this podcast today if you would like to um see our reviews of networking events it's called work the room so if you go into youtube and type in work the room you will see myself and cheryl um yeah, London Web Girl and Payroll Queen at networking events. Excellent. I'll try. I will obviously, if you are um, looking for a shortcut to any of these links, I'll make sure they are available in the episode notes of this podcast. So, Liz, thanks ever so much. Of course, if you are a payroll leader listening to this podcast and you have a payroll related vacancy that you need some special support with, please, please, please do get in touch with me. I would love to be able to help you. I will show you what a great payroll recruitment experience feels like, looks like, and should be like. Uh, you can reach out to me directly at nick at jgarecruitment.com or give me a call 01727 800 377. Uh, apart from that, thank you ever so much for listening. Thank you so much for joining me today, Liz. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. And I look forward to bringing you the next episode of the Pearl Podcast real soon. Thanks a lot. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the Payroll Podcast with Nick Day of JGA Recruitment. If you need help with a current payroll vacancy, then please get in touch with Nick and his team. All contact details can be found in the episode notes. In the meantime, to make sure you never miss a future episode, please subscribe to the show through any of your favorite podcast channels. Till next time.